0: We're gonna write a book about everything So many things that we can explore Documented in a series of podcasts
1: I'm not sure what we're doing this for
0: Flat 29's Big Book of Everything Burn all the textbooks cause they're obsolete It's our attempt to rewrite history By making podcasts every other week
2: Hi, I'm Democracy Dan. I'm Coalition Government Charlie. And I'm really political rich. And we are collectively known as Flat29. Every other week we add a new chapter to our big book of everything, gradually building up a comprehensive guide to everything in and around our universe. This week is Chapter 15, Politics. Now, in the UK, we are just days away from voting in a general election. Have you guys caught election fever recently? Oh, yeah, I've been watching all of the debates. Yeah. It's getting quite exciting. Yeah, so if you don't already know, then one of the big new developments in this election has been the introduction of these American-style televised leaders' debates, where the leaders of the three main parties have to answer audience questions, but the audience aren't allowed to react in any way, so it's a bit of an odd atmosphere. What do you think we could do to make it a little bit more entertaining? Do you think also they should get kind of one... Cup? Custard
1: pie each that they would get to throw at an opponent at some point during their debate.
2: I like the idea that the audience still aren't allowed to applaud or anything, yeah. so it just mm. happens because the pie just thuds <laughs> into their face like... and there's just silence. Everyone yeah. just looks at each other for a minute and then they carry on while, uh, yeah, David Cameron's just picking custard out of his ears. <laughs> they should have been a lot more like uh,
3: Simon Cowell style yeah. X Factor shows. Britain's got twats. You know, they had the bit where they did a talk at the start and a talk at the end, they could have been songs, so they had to sing. <laughs> (laughs) their little intro and outro. I think uh, Gordon Brown would probably do a sort of crooner old-style tune, like Fly Me to the Mean. He would. He'd be like Susan
2: Boyle. People would take a look at him and just laugh, and then he'd come out and sing amazing baritone, (laughs) and people would be blown away.
1: I think Cameron would rap, though. (laughs) <laughs> he would
2: really try and rap wouldn't he? <laughs> he's so he's so desperate to be down with the kids. I think Cameron would Cameron would rap to try and get the youth vote and then Nick Clegg would rap but just do it slightly better and then <laughs> yeah. everyone would forget about Cameron <laughs> but then in a controversial tone he'd
3: black up or something <laughs> It's surely only a matter of time till David Cameron does that. What about someone sexy? <laughs> they,
2: weren't, they weren't very sexy. The debates, were they? They weren't very sexy at all. <laughs> I'd like it if um, if each politician was flanked by kind of two sexy ladies, like um, the twins on Funhouse. Yeah, <laughs> but they, you know, they wouldn't refer to them in their answers. They'd just be there the <laughs> yeah. whole
3: time. Were they called Melanie and? Cheleny or something. They had really <laughs> I think, so. yeah, I think that's right.
2: <laughs> Melanie and Cheleny, yeah. Well, Gordon Brown could have the Miller bands on each arm. <laughs> he could. Do they have to wear the same outfits as the... Uh... I think they do. I think they wear the same outfits as each other's anyway. I think their mum dresses them still now. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, one thing that I quite enjoyed about watching these debates is that my girlfriend gets quite animated and um, is often sort of shouting at the telly, that kind of stuff, which is all good fun. And so what I thought I'd do for this last debate that happened is i have my laptop kind of on my lap i was going on twitter and all that kind of stuff and i thought i'm just gonna press record on my laptop basically (laughs) and see if i can get some of her reactions but i'm now just gonna play a quick it's just a couple minutes of my girlfriend's commentary on the election debates i should stress she didn't actually know i was recording this also the first comment that i make is relating to this picture that came up at the start of the debates with all the three leaders on like a white background which looked (laughs) a little bit like they were in heaven what the fuck is that have they all died <laughs> yeah, because that's You're like a cunt. Uh, if I You're one a cunt, of them says, go
4: on That's that's my idea of an intelligent debate. No, it's not. Nick's got a well-nice suit on. Gordon Brown just looks like a sort of big old elephant. Such a pile of bollocks. A lot of people just say a load of words, yeah. and it doesn't actually mean anything. Yeah, we've said this now. Said this. Do you know what? Right? If I was one of the leaders, I'd be bored by now. Mm. In a way, I'm almost applauding them for sustaining the concentration for this law. <laughs> to make me so fucking rude. You know, how many poor people are there in your constituency? Yeah, you live in Whitney. How about we just go back to Victorian London, where we had like you know six people living in one room?
2: Good times.
4: Woo! We can go Cameron it's like A problems, bloody abusive husband is <laughs> <you. laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I'm gonna be so horrible To you I'll just do it Because I love you You're making me do it <laughs> Stop making me hit you <laughs> yeah. I love you though I'm sorry I'm sorry I won't do it again I oh, I did it again I'm sorry I love you <laughs> Right that's it that's all there. Look at them shaking hands and they just like
2: slaughtered each other so there we go that's how the debate went down in my house anyway that's interesting I think that was the sort of thing was going on all around the country so I think that's something that we can all unite in though as mm. a country it's swearing at politicians
0: let 29, have a four If I
2: now what we're going to try and do in this episode is go through some of the party's policies basically we're going to be talking about each of them three main parties see if we can go into those in a little bit more detail that may sound boring but hopefully it won't be <laughs> okay <laughs> let's start off with the Labour Party the Labour Party led by Gordon Brown have been in power for 12 years now and their new manifesto promises a future fair for all one of their policies is reducing the voting age to 16. Now what did you guys do when you were 16 what were you like? Do you think you've been able to vote responsibly? Um, no, I don't think so. I think I'd have just I'd have known even less than I do now. Well well, what were you doing at age sixteen then? I don't have you guys got any kind of relics of your sixteen year old you?
1: I actually haven't. I i had like a bonfire of the vanities when I got to you
2: know, <laughs> So you 21. burned all your past.
1: <laughs> I, I yeah, I basically burnt anything free when I was about nineteen.
2: Charlie's past doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. That's a shame. Well, I know that you've got something there, Rich, actually. Um, you've got a, uh, a clip here for us. What, what's going on then? What's, what was happening when you were fif- uh, 16? Well, basically, um, we used to have this little
3: tape recorder that I used to mess around on when I first started playing music and things. Yeah,
2: so you, so you were into music at the time. Have you recently started recording and stuff like that? Really
3: ground roots then. I just yeah. started playing a few chords on the piano. Sure. And uh, I just messed around with this tape recorder we had, which was pink um that's that doesn't matter but so yeah i was with my friend from next door and And what's your friend's name his his name's dave but in that in those days we used to call him dangerous dangerous dave there's a little recording we did we just watched the film road trip which is like the sort of film that you watch when you're 16 that really appeals to you and uh, we were doing a little mimic of the song in Road Trip
2: so I think we should play that now so this is Rich, age 16 with his friend Dangerous and I should point out that the best thing about this is Rich's little West Country accent at the start (laughs) (laughs) So, so I hope you enjoy this this is Rich Green and his friend Dangerous with a song
0: this is recording me and Dangerous have a copy. Yeah mate, you know. But we are. It's all a bit fucking yeah. What yeah. <laughs> not dangerous. Alright, here we go. Woo-hoo! Tiny salmon swimming in the stream.
2: annoying, isn't it? (laughs) It's great. (laughs) I'm
1: not even sure what's going on, to be
2: honest. (laughs) No, me neither, but I like it. (laughs) It Sounds like you had a fun time with Dangerous. Well, that's a number one, isn't it?
3: (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> love it and I get all shy at the start I go this is a
2: recording
3: that me and dangerous copied <laughs> and it
0: all quiet and then,
2: and then you say what I like is then you say quite quietly something like are you ready, dangerous <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <Yeah. like>
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: dangerous I'd say that's possibly an, that clip is possibly an argument for not layering the voting
2: age to 16 <laughs> <Possibly>. <laughs> who do you want to vote for <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. I don't know what does my mate dangerous say (laughs) well there are a couple of kind of relics that exist from the 16 year old me I didn't keep a diary or anything unfortunately but what I did do was me and my friends used to talk to each other on this message board that we'd set up so we could have like kind of online little talks when we were at school or or later college and all that kind of stuff and that message board of us all talking age 16 does actually still exist in the murky depths of the internet (laughs) Now, now I asked my friend Luke where I could find it and he dug out out some links from the uh, yeah, bottom of his hard drive somewhere And I'm not going to be sharing those links I'm going to oh, say that straight on. off <laughs> oh, That would be great <laughs> but, I'm so but
1: disappointed I did
2: but I did have a bit of a dig around on the site to see what I could find about the 16 year old me basically see what I was uh, concerned about at the time and one of the main overarching themes at that time of my life was that I was absolutely obsessed with UK garage music (laughs) and um, it was about 2002 so it was kind of a bit later than it was cool to be obsessed with it but you know I was I was living in a small town no one else really knew too much about it so I thought I was pretty much the coolest guy around ever (laughs) and uh, I'd started bedroom DJing all that sort of stuff I'd started to make my own songs as well and uh i found this extraordinarily arrogant quote (laughs) from the 16 year old me talking about these songs i started doing right this is this is what i say uh here's mine and liz's tune uh, liz was the person who i who did some singing on it i've played it to quite a few people in the business now and i've had quite a lot of requests to get it released i know a few people who can get it pressed so if all goes well i should hopefully get a minor release 500 copies or so sometime this year and then <laughs> and then and then someone asks someone asks me uh also are you going to be famous on the garage scene and i say uh i'm hoping so although it won't be for a long time i still have lots to learn <laughs> so, so, i love the arrogance of that, that i've made this song and when i talk about people in the business who i know what i mean is that there was a record shop who was run by this garage dj who i used to talk to sort of shyly every now and again <laughs> and the request for it to being released was just like you know my friends and stuff my So, but i was pretty confident that i was going to get a, a minor release and be a famous in the garage scene so but anyway lo and behold the song was there as well. So I've got a little clip of a Garage song that I did when I was 16. Now, the actual kind of singing was recorded separately, and I just got the so That's not too bad. And, you know, in some ways, the music isn't too bad either. But the, the funny bit is that I do, like, a rap on it. Oh, <laughs> goody. <laughs> and, and the rap is me. As I say, age 16, I thought I was pretty cool, or I was certainly trying to be very cool. And so I put on this voice, and it's kind of like a sort of London Rude Boy accent that's what i'm going for because you are a rude boy because <laughs> i am a rude boy and at the time i thought it was pretty cool but listening back to it it's intensely embarrassing so i'm just going to play a small clip of it now here we go
0: i'm
2: regretting playing, you playing this already <laughs> <in the> <laughs> here we go I
0: never
2: thought it would be like this. Never thought I'd hear a beat sound so crisp. Never thought I'd hear a bass sound so fat. Shout to the dudes playing this track coming on. Tune like
0: this is something and never's entire. It's time to have like fun. There we <laughs> go.
2: <That's it. laughs> I'm doing this voice of never thought it would be like this. <laughs> it's really good, isn't it? What I really liked
3: is I detected a bit of MIDI towards the start as well. It's all it MIDI. All the instruments amazing. are
2: MIDI. <laughs> but yeah. So do you think I could be famous in the garage scene? I think. You are famous in the garage
0: scene It's time for another flat 29 hit A comedy song and then we'll talk for a bit Damn girl you're looking flat 25 But when we're in the club we're spinning flat 29 If it's all
2: about style then it can't be honest
0: I was talking to a 40 year old black
4: man
2: I agree with me flat 20 rhymes rhymes is the section where in each chapter we do a new song based on the topic now because we spent so much time putting together the song for the last chapter about love i've kind of done a version of an old song for this chapter so this is a version of our song from back in chapter one called puberty this is a song called oh democracy and it's a song to explain the world of politics to kids here we go Politics affects us in lots of different ways Politicians make the laws that we have to obey But if you don't agree with them, or if you have your doubts at the general election, you can go and vote them out. Oh democracy, you are so good to me, you let me choose between the different parties. Oh democracy, there's such a lot to see, and all this policy leaves me
0: confused. Gordon Brown is the Prime Minister, that means he's the boss But mostly when he's talking he makes
4: people very cross He wants to make a future that's fair for everyone But still people think he's boring and that just makes him more glum
2: Liberal Democrats have had enough of that They want him out of there because Nick Clay's got better hair So democracy, there's such a lot to see And all this policy leaves me confused David Cameron is a man with a lovely shiny face He doesn't like Gordon and he wants to take his place Once he met a black man which was lots of fun So then he went on telly and he bragged to everyone Oh democracy, you are so good to me You let me choose between the different parties but democracy there's such a lot to see and all this policy leaves me confused So we talked a little bit about the Labour Party earlier on. I think now let's focus on the Conservative Party. The Conservative Party led by David Cameron used their manifesto to invite you to join the government of Great Britain. They also go on about big society and endlessly repeat the word change like an Obama Tribute Act One of their policies is that with a Conservative government, any petition that's a 100,000 signatures will be eligible for a formal debate in Parliament. Now this is quite an entertaining idea I think particularly if you expand petition to include Facebook groups. So any group with over 100,000 members will be debated in Parliament. So I think we should have some of those debates right now. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about the key issues. So the first point of order is the Facebook petition. We will not pay to use Facebook. We are gone if this happens. Charlie, you're for Rich you're against let's have a formal debate i don't think we should have to
1: pay to use facebook at all i mean it's a social networking tool that's like saying i've got to pay to have
3: friends then you know you're simply going to drive voters away by making us pay (laughs) and rich what do you think Well, I think people should spare a thought for MySpace. I think (laughs) it's really important that we need to address the issue of the lack of people using MySpace. And the only way we can do that is to charge ridiculous prices for using (laughs) Facebook. For too long, MySpace has been ignored like the black sheep of the herd yes <laughs> it's
2: better than bebo get rid of bebo wow. hang on <laughs> that's a separate issue well that was a very stirring uh response though rich i think you tapped into the emotional connection that a lot of people have with myspace <laughs> My <suppose>. so, <laughs> so i'm gonna Today? go with that we will charge to use facebook motion passed. <laughs> okay uh the next point of order dave has lost his phone and needs all your numbers <laughs> uh rich you're
3: for charlie you're against Well, Dave is obviously the most popular (laughs) man in your crew, so um, you're going to need to know his number and what? I've forgotten the question. uh. (laughs) Well, that was it. (laughs) Good
1: argument, Charlie. Well, I think if Dave has been foolish enough to lose his phone then uh, perhaps he shouldn't have all your numbers. I mean, do you really want a friend who's so careless as to lose
2: his only way of contacting you through a telecommunications device? Yes, I think you're right. (laughs) Dave, I'm sorry, but I'm not passing that.
1: (laughs) Hooray, (laughs) I (laughs) won one.
2: Okay, and finally, uh, the final point of order, can this sausage roll get more fans than Cheryl Cole? Uh, Rich, you're against, Charlie, you're for.
1: Well, I actually think that a, uh, a sausage roll should, in fact, have more friends than Cheryl Cole. I mean, purely this, this group is, um, you know, it's not just about a single sausage roll. It's about the sausage roll community. It's all <laughs> sausage rolls as a whole. Really, that's what's important here, is, is mankind's love of sausage roll. It's, it's meat, it's pastry, it's together. What's Cheryl Cole? I mean, really, when it comes down to it, you compare the two, the sausage rolls, it's contributed more to the advancement of mankind and science.
2: <laughs> wow, that was some wild hyperbole,
3: rich well well, the thing is anything that's worth having is sure enough worth fighting for quitting (laughs) is out of the question you gotta fight some more i'm gonna fight 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 for cheryl cole's love i'm gonna fight 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 for cheryl cole's love because if it's worth having it's worth fighting for and that is why sausage rolls
2: are shit. Are you? Were you reading that out, or was that from memory? That was from memory. It wasn't we're that, perfect. Oh, that's but. bloody amazing. For that. for that, I think, Rich, I'm going to have to go with that. Cheryl Cole, congratulations. You officially have more friends than uh, a sausage
0: roll. Motion passed. Apple juice from Concentrate. We used to be best mates. Apple juice from Concentrate. You haven't caught in We.
2: Now, for this episode about politics, I think we should do some topical, political, hard-hitting satire, because that's what the people want. So, Rich, you're now going to do for us a couple of minutes of topical stand-up comedy. Okay, I
3: just want to say before we launch into this that I did have a writing advisor for this (laughs) next bit of stand-up, for which you're about to hear. He was my mate. All right, wicked. This is going to be amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Richard Green.
2: green
3: thank you thank you I've been thinking a lot about the election recently Um, on the 6th of May this year I'm going to put my ex in a box and then I'm off to cast my vote for the election
0: hey. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make
3: sense so. no I think I kind of know what you mean it's fine <laughs> has anyone ever noticed that David Cameron rhymes with crazy hammer on <laughs> <laughs> which got me thinking he must be really into guitars and stuff I bet he's hoping to pull off an election victory
1: <laughs> oh a musical joke Well,
2: whatever. <laughs> I like it uh,
3: good reception <laughs>
2: I love this, this is I my think... favourite
3: section <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of the news recently and something that I've uh, not come across before but they keep talking about it, they keep going on about hung parliament, there's going to be a hung parliament, I know I'd like to hang all the bloody politicians
0: bloody
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Dirty> politicians <laughs> yeah, I mean, this hung parliament situation, it's a bit like shopping at Morrison's you make for one candidate and you get two free.
2: Nice. That's actually, that could be on Mark the Weeks. Yeah,
0: that's
3: almost good. Yeah, that's
2: almost a good joke.
0: That's definitely
2: one <laughs> I didn't write.
3: <laughs> My one, the ones I wrote are towards the start.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we know. Wow. Carry on.
3: You know, what's the deal with canvases? They're so tense.
2: <laughs> nice. Oh.
0: <laughs> they're, all, they're always that's
3: good. They're always trying to peg you down to your voting preference. <laughs> one day recently, a guy came round to my house, and I sent him packing. I said, "Get out of my house, mate!" And that's my final awning
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is that one you did? No, that's good. <laughs> that's I a like mixture
3: it. that one, but mainly that's a my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Very good. There's been a lot of talk, uh, particularly in this election, about the economy, what with the current situation. I know what will get the economy going if I really start to piss it off. (laughs) Come on, economy, you're shit. Get moving. You're fat, you hunk of junk.
2: That's one of mine. Yeah, yeah. This is also one of mine. (laughs) I like. I can tell your ones because they keep going past like an obvious punchline. You can (laughs) carry on talking. (laughs) Here's the next bit. I wrote.
3: This is. I didn't even finish the joke. I just wrote. I think I might vote for Nick Clegg in the election as he's. And I went off my stride, obviously.
0: Well, well no, it see, it's a, it's a solid
3: one. start. And then the last one, which my friend wrote, is "You, Kip, they certainly send me to sleep."
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, that, and that's that the end of the finale? stand-up. <laughs> Not many stand-ups finish their <laughs> set by saying, "And that's the end of the stand-up." <laughs> Mine does. I have to say, this is is my personal favourite. This is Flat 29. It's called Flat 29 because it's made by the guys who live in Flat 29 at Liverpool University. Them and their mates. And this is what they produced. For some extra political insight, I spoke to Izzy Lawrence, who's a fantastic stand-up comedian. I went to see her show in Edinburgh last year, which is brilliant, and she also does a weekly newspaper-based podcast called Sunday's Supplement. So I'm joined now by stand-up comedian and podcaster, Izzy Lawrence. How are you doing?
4: I'm I'm all right. I've spent the day... Hiding well, cleaning through cupboards mainly. So, nice my uh, bedroom looks like a museum of boxes. <laughs> but uh, yes. So you
2: co-host a weekly podcast called Sunday Supplements.
4: That is correct, with a rather, or well, a very well-trained hamster called Simon Dunn.
2: Um, can you explain kind of the concepts of your podcast for us?
4: Well, basically, it is we each buy a Sunday newspaper, and we have a look at the supplements because, as you know, Sunday newspapers come knee-deep in supplements. It's a bit like my bedroom at the moment, just completely (laughs) rammed full of bits of paper and plastic bags. So um, basically we go through them and we try and uncover the best bits of the supplements and then we have a little sort of quiz off to see who has the better ones. And to be fair, you know, I am up against a bald hamster so I usually win.
2: It does seem that way. It
4: does seem that way. I don't know what it (laughs) is. I think I'm just very good at buying papers.
2: But this kind of means that you regularly read papers from every terrifying and depressing corner of the British. Press so the mail and it's, on Sunday the, most, and it's the
4: corner as well. It's where yeah. you'll have to scrub out. You know, it's that bit of you know what is that? It's that shoe polish. is that old food. You don't know what it is. It's Some kind of mixture
2: of the two horrific combination.
4: Yes, yeah, so we I, I enjoy now. When I, it's my turn to buy the Sunday Star, because you know I have breasts, but it's nice to see about sixty a page.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I remember you saying about the uh, the nipple counts that they always put at the front. Uh, what have you? What's the highest you've ever seen? That'd be an interesting. Uh... <laughs> it was
4: it was in, it was in the hundreds, and I think wow. it was something like four hundred and ninety-two or something like that. But
2: it's got to be getting to the point where it's more than actual pornography.
4: I feel a certain um, joy whenever I see things like fifty and up. Uh, <laughs> so much so that I actually got given uh, some magazines of that um, calibre uh, <laughs> for my birthday when I was 18.
2: Oh, what a lovely birthday treat. Oh yeah,
4: that was a lovely birthday present, I got that from a fellow comedian and um, yeah, no, you get these um, text this number and call Beryl right, and there's <laughs> Beryl and she's got her baps out, and, um, but Beryl's just a tiny little, her, her baps are like a pinpricks compared to the thousands of just splattered like all over like a like a snakes and ladders game of pop
2: I feel like there's maybe some sort of niche blog in there somewhere where people could get the uh, nipple count from the daily sport and then fastidiously go through and kind of tick them all off and see if it's correct.
4: That would be... That's something you'd read? <laughs> um, I, I certainly would. Um, <laughs> uh, if anybody wants to do that... Um, please do. Also, yeah, please do um, do that and email me. That would be amazing. A very pedantic... Would it be pedantic or OCD? I always get confused. It would be pedantic, wouldn't it be? Yes, I do love to wind up pedantic people. Uh, one, because it's easy, and three. Hey.
2: <laughs> hey. <laughs> now, this chapter of our podcast is about politics, and oh, of wow. course, I know.
4: Why do I get the rubbish chapter? We could talk about breasts. That's, that's <laughs> very similar. You know, I live in Whitney, so it's David Cameron's heartland.
2: Yeah, round,
4: and it is. art. Uh, it's. I met him. Did you? Yes, I've met him several times. How actually.
2: shiny was his face?
4: He was. A, he had a very shiny, quite a tanned face. Quite stressed but tan-faced recently. Sure. He was sort of strutting around the place like a big emperor chicken, and it, he—it was—he was exuding sort of you know sex hormones. It was really, quite, I was worried about um, getting pregnant. Unfortunately. <laughs> Just the sheer presence of him um, meant that I came on my menstrual cycle immediately.
2: <laughs> I don't know if that kind of sexual magnetism really comes across through the TV then, because I'll be honest, I'm not getting it.
4: It's the tan that's doing it. It's it is quite. It's like he's been rubbing up against the financial target. (laughs) Pinking up First time I met him Was during the um, Presidential elections In Um in America yeah. and John McCain he'd, he'd had a little meeting with him and he was down the local pub chatting up landlords and that sort of thing oh really and yeah not and John
2: McCain we're talking about not right. John okay, McCain no
4: that I would have gotcha. been wicked that
2: would have been slightly wicked in a very odd way I
4: would have gone I would have just said can you just can you just say yippee ki <laughs> talk
2: cool. about how much of a maverick you are I love it when you do that
4: <laughs> well he's denying that now yeah, he, I <laughs> yes I've never claimed to be a maverick but I did ask him um, Hmm. David Cameron, he was doing his usual spiel, you know.
2: Going on about change.
4: Yeah, going yeah. on about change, you know. <sighs> so Dave Cameron was just going, yeah, rah, 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 rah. and basically if you stand in front of a politician, what they do is they reflect your views back at you, no matter what they are. You can say, I think the pig should be king of the world. And mm-hmm. they will go, yes, I can see your point. Pigs are great, but probably I won't be able to find time in the House of Commons to put that legislation forward. You know, that's how they speak. Sure. So I, I, I still say a random sentence like that, and he started talking. And they went, What's John McCain like? Because I'd seen them, they'd met up. Ah, okay. And the facade dropped for a moment, like the glass shattered. There's a sort of, you know, like in the bank, all the screens went up, and suddenly you could touch. And, you know, and he just went, Oh, he's got a really weird face. And they went, <laughs> oh, no, uh.
2: <laughs> that's brilliant.
4: There. there is a human in there, but he's probably not a very nice one.
2: Now, um, I'd quite like to find out where you stand on some of the key political issues of the day, if that's okay. okay. So I'm going to do this in a form of kind of quick fire questions round as i think all the best political interviews should have okay. right okay uh political reform would you support making the first past the post system more literal with maybe a kind of a race
4: that would be wicked yeah that would actually be wicked there is a pig race isn't there somewhere somebody's got pigs and they like call them gordon brown and nick clegg and whatever and they race them and then they, they from that they decide i just think a pig race would, be better than any democracy but then and then we can say okay that pig represents that government but then if nobody's really happy with the pig that wins you know with the government it represents you can choose to make either the pig or the government <laughs>
2: okay all right so you can
4: actually have the pig in in power which is what where all pigs should be
2: <laughs> okay health how would you fight to combat death
4: well, is death that bad? <laughs> you wanna, you wanna have a little bit of that. You gotta keep a little the, uh, bit of death. Why not? A little bit of death is quite good. Um, I, I would, though, in all seriousness, get rid of alternative therapies. And when I say get rid of, I'm not gonna impose any laws. Say so you have to, but I do wish people would educate themselves and not waste their money.
2: I think you can s- certainly start off by doing things like stop funding on the NHS and all that kind of stuff.
4: I think that would be a good idea. A good yeah.
2: start. Um, okay, immigration. If, as some newspapers claim, Britain is full then why am I still hungry?
4: That is a very good point. Have you had um, a calippo? Because I find calippos, although you think, oh, it's just water. I was going
2: to say water and colouring.
4: Yeah, but fills you up.
2: Filling colouring. Yeah,
4: you're psychologically dumb. It's a brilliant. It's a calippo.
2: I don't think I've had a calippo for years. It's good.
4: I had one. You know, any any peak of sunshine through clouds, I, I go out and I buy a calippo. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's my answer to that question. Good answer.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay, just uh, a couple more questions. Uh, Europe, how can we ever be in with a chance of winning Eurovision again?
4: We could get Terry Wogan to sing.
2: Oh, that's a good idea.
4: Just get him. Just just say, look, Terry, we'll treble your salary. Just come back and like, host it once more, right? But we wouldn't yeah. tell him he was... Ah, uh, OK. Was d- so what you do is you allow him to get to his normal level of alcohol where he's just <laughs> sparing for Latvians, right? And then just when he thinks it's all right, reveal. Pull back, reveal. Like, Kurt goes back and there he is, sat there with a drink. So it would more be a sort of uh, some oblique... Um, poetry some Irish brogue I think, I think it would be, it'd be lovely it um, sounds like it would be lovely yeah. I think that would would win it it
2: would be quite a spectacle certainly
4: do you think like all the time when I listen to commentators I always wonder if they're wearing trousers
2: yeah it's got to be a temptation hasn't it you can literally be wearing or doing anything as long as you're talking
4: hmm yes
2: Something to think- ponder there. <laughs> yeah. Um, final question then is on science. And is a question that you've been debating a little bit on your podcast already, actually, about which animal would be best to put into the Large Hadron Collider. What's the kind of thinking behind that?
4: Well, I think the idea was, I, I was trying to understand the Large Hadron Collider in the first place. And I was trying to explain, well, someone's was trying to explain it to me. So I was, I was sort of going, so you could... In theory, because you're accelerating particles at a very high speed, you're not quite getting at the speed of light, but almost time will slow down the more you're accelerated. So if you got a little kitten and you put it in the Large Hadron Collider, it would last as a kitten longer than a kitten on the outside. You could have a grown-up cat and a little kitten at the end of it, and you'd have a and they're the same litter they the for ages. Oh. And, ah. <laughs> and also, you know, cats get too much preferential treatment to deserve pain. Now we were kind
2: of sort of thinking about that, and we're yeah. thinking just in the way of smashing these things together. So um, I was thinking of the duckbill platypus, basically, which is kind of like two animals which have been smashed together at high speeds already.
4: Nice, and then and then you can just well, you'd have to put it in with something else as well, then that would make it utterly ridiculous like a flamingo cuz yeah you know they're just pink snakes with wings don't feel sorry for them <laughs> that wouldn't be the best way the best way to kill a flamingo right is to
2: <laughs> in. i really want head first and then flush
4: well, no, no, no. Feet first, and then flush, and watch its head spin round. And, oh, okay. And just keep going because it would last days. Because the more you flush the toilet, the only go slip down a little bit further, and you could feed it. <laughs> feed it <Ooh>. uh,
2: <laughs> That sounds like a really uh, horrible kind of torture. Yeah.
4: They they go, oh it's a flamingo. it's so pretty. No, it's horrible. It's horrible, and it eats like krill. I don't know. What, it, no, does, it doesn't it. Tri- well, that's
2: that's the most the best experiment I like to do with a, fl- with a flamingo because it gets its colour from the krill, doesn't it? So I mean, what could you feed it? Calippos maybe.
4: Yeah, that'd be nice, and it would go sort of watery orange. And it doesn't actually get it from the krill. Uh, just say uh, it gets it from the bacteria, which is located in the krill, or around the krill, or near the krill.
2: That's good fact check.
4: So, yeah, facts, science. Yeah, science.
2: But like, if you if you had say two duckbill platypuses that smashed together, do you think would it kind of come out so we'd get like a, a duck and the other half of a platypus? Well, I don't know what the, really the other thing is. Some kind of mammal thing.
4: It'd be like Simon, actually. Yeah. <laughs> i think so <laughs> <laughs> you'd get you get He's like double, the back a, of a, a double, double duck and simon that's exactly what you'd get <laughs> um.
2: excellent well that about wraps it up i think thank you very much for uh, coming on can you just tell people how they can find your podcast
4: yes they can go to www.sundayssupplement.com and it's sundays plural of sundays but with no apostrophe because simon's an idiot you could also find us on twitter um it's at sidon s-i-g-h-d-o-n-e or at izzy lawrence i-s-z-i underscore l-a-w-r-e-n-c-e
2: good stuff jzz bye bye Right, so there you go. Izzy Lawrence there. What do you think about that? Cool. That's good. Yeah, it was good. And uh, she's a very cool lady. Do you think yeah. I sounded a little bit like an awkward kind of shy teenager? Yeah, but you sound like that anyway. Yeah, you do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like that anyway. That's all right then. <laughs> but yeah, so you should check out her podcast and she also does a lot of excellent stuff promoting science and rationalism, like an event in Oxford called Skeptics in the Pub, where you can basically go and hear kind of like a really interesting, entertaining talk on a subject relating to science and scepticism and drink some beer. So what's not to love? And Also, uh, I should point out that the interview was a bit longer than I could fit on the podcast, unfortunately. So I've put the whole thing in its glorious uh, entirety up on our website. So if you'd like to hear more, then you should go to flat29.com forward slash podcast, click on chapters and you will see there... The link for the full interview. Um,
0: boom. Boom.
2: Right, now the Liberal Democrats... The Liberal Democrats, led by Nick Clegg, promise change that works for you. And their subtitle of that slogan is Building a Fairer Britain. Slightly copying both the Labour and the Conservative slogans there, but not to worry. <laughs> now, one of their policies is to create a legal supermarket code and a powerful independent regulator of Britain's food market. What do you think will be on this supermarket code? What's your supermarket code when you go shopping? I think there should be...
3: Um a lot more things where when you go in a supermarket and you hear this sort of thing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a code you. There's a spillage in the bakery uh, code zero, code zero.
0: <laughs> Somebody has picked up a can of beef. <laughs> um, i'll see you later bye <laughs> i like i like
2: the idea that they finish it off with see you later and bye what is <laughs> that ladies and gentlemen you've got
3: to great your bargains today you can get a half-priced fillet of fish, or you could go to our reduced meat aisle section and get a lovely leg of lamb thank you very much <laughs> So, so That is a tango megaphone, thing No, Dan. it's good. So that's a good idea. You, what, you think there should be more announcements, basically? And more codes. Because they they do have a code. Like, they call it a code. They go... Well, I
2: used to work in Tesco's, and, and the only one we'd ever hear was code 20, which means, you know, cashiers, please go to the checkout. But I never heard any other codes. What's codes 1 through 19? Yeah, but the thing is, Dan, yeah. they have these codes, but then they announce what the code
3: is. I know! They
0: go... <laughs> Code six, code six, the deputy manager is having sex in his office. It's like, all they want staff- to keep it a secret. <laughs> yeah.
2: Would all staff please form an orderly queue outside? I think they should... Oh, you Are you just going to do the rest of the podcast <laughs> with that? Yeah. So, the funny thing happened to me on the way to the season <laughs> <laughs> Supermarket-based uh, stand-up.
3: Look at that guy. He's
1: condoms and he looks about twelve. What's
2: your name? Do you think the shoppers should be legally allowed to steal up to one handful of grapes while passing the fruit section just to keep them going through what's sometimes quite a gruelling task going for the weekly shop? Because people steal grapes anyway, but I think you should get that as part of the law, that you can. I I think
3: they should extend it to everywhere. Basically... As much as you can steal with in your hands, you can... You can keep. Have. That's a good idea. That's if fair. you don't need a bathroom If you can't carry it
2: all, you know... You've pay for it. Yeah,
1: I mean, but then, you know, you get the toddlers who reach out and steal stuff anyway. I mean, the toddler's not going to get enough for the parents, so they're going to be taking more than their fair share.
2: See, conversely, I think that if toddlers do it, they should be arrested and put in jail. Is it one or two hands? Two hands. Yeah, two hands. But they can't be together. You have to have them in each individual hand.
3: Yeah, you can't say, for instance, mm-hmm. steal a heavy duty mop.
1: <laughs> Is that? I mean, are you limited to helping you do that? Is it every time you come in the supermarket, so you can
3: come in, grab some handfuls, go back to your car? Let's let's say once a I day. I think it's if you're really sad, you're allowed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you um? Do you guys like the self
3: checkout machines? I hate it because at the moment there's one big problem with these machines. There's a lot of problems with them, but what's up, the main one? Up. They're so loud, aren't they? It's like. <laughs> Please put your card into the machine. Why not look at his pin,
2: Code Zero? <laughs> Code Zero, steal from this guy. Ooh, sexy lemons. <laughs> See, that's what they should do. They should hmm. comment on your purchases. That's yeah, because that's good, the it? thing. It's becoming a
3: lot less human, the interactions. But if they they could just add a few choice things in there, even though it's totally irrelevant. Ooh,
0: salmon's lovely, isn't it? Oh, yeah,
3: so we had it the other night, I really recommend it. (laughs) Oh, those condoms are great,
0: aren't they? I've used them loads, they never bloody break. (laughs) As hard as I try.
3: (laughs) That would freak people out, wouldn't it? like, oh, I'm gonna buy (laughs) the.
0: It's
3: a game, (laughs) Dan.
2: Oh, what an <laughs> unpleasant image. <laughs> anyway, I think that covers Liberal Democrat supermarket policy.
0: Talking about a subject, going off topic a bit. Dan said something funny, Charlie laughed and sold it rich.
2: Now, Flat29 member Charlie is a man of many opinions. And while he loves to have a good rant, he also loves to have a good rave. So this is a new section that we're going to call Ranting and Raving. Of late, there's been a
1: lot of outcry about Gordon Brown and his perhaps derogatory comments he made about someone saying she was bigoted. Well, surely that's the point of politics. People should express their opinions. Nowadays, all the parties are so afraid of ousting a certain proportion of the voters that they all aim for the same middle ground and there's no spectrum through which uh, to cast their opinions. You know, it reminds me somewhat of the old, early 90s programme Saved by the Bell. As we all remember, the original cast was brilliant. Zach Morris, oh, was his name? Screech. A.C. Slater, you know, all good, harmless fun. Pranks, Jake's. And then they went, oh, that's got a bit much. Let's have a new cast, Saved by the Bell, the new class. And morals were introduced. People were scared of making it there too much a slightly wacky opinion here and there might upset someone so they went oh no we've always got to go for what to be the morally correct opinion It doesn't reflect everybody's opinion i hated it i thought it was terrible it ruined saved by the bell for me and that's what's happened with politics it's become far too safe whereas the whole point of politics is that it crosses the spectrum and people can express their opinions through their political party through their political party
2: that was banging Right, so that was it. That was Flattoon Tonight's Big Book of Everything chapter on politics. Remember, contact details and extra bits are available on our website, flat slash podcast. Now, I think we should just give out another further shout-out to Sarah and Rob for the How Much Do We Love podcast, who very kindly said some lovely things about us on their show. A quote from Rob I particularly enjoyed on his other podcast, The Daily Purge, was, their wordsmithery kind of gives me a boner, which I think is probably the best review we have ever had, and I'm sure it will go on a future poster Sometime as a kind of review section. So that's it. I guess the main thing for you to do, if you live in the UK, in the next couple of weeks, is to go out and vote. Have you guys decided uh, who you're going to vote for? Are you still thinking about it? Um, I think I've got an idea, but
3: I'm going to do what I do at the restaurant when I'm not quite sure. I go there and I have to force myself to make a decision really quickly.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm basically I, I've decided for a little while. Now. I think I'm just going for the good local MP, really. So we've got a really good local uh, Lib Dem guy, so I am going for him. He's actually like clever and funny and actually quite inspiring, which you don't really hear very much uh, about a politician these days.
3: So. I think you guys should date. You sound like you bloody love it. I him. would love to date Evan Harris. You heard it here first.
2: Anyway, so go out and vote for someone, and we will see you in two weeks' time for our next podcast. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Code zero with the flat twenty nine podcast. twenty nine. <laughs> Big book of everything, another topic down, a millions to go. We've covered that in enormous detail. There's nothing else you could possibly want to know.
3: Michael Jackson. Oh, alive Jackson rather than current Li- Jackson. living Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's threatening the living Jackson out of me.